0: The Weekly Dish Podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at CommonGroundMinnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at Common Ground
1: Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people. So let's talk about food together. Common Ground, Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that. And it's, it's, it's run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. all of this is available at common ground minnesota website it's common and then on that new website you guys there are videos there's you know faqs there's topics there's a great blog all sorts of things and recipes and farm dogs too by the way so there you go common ground is your great resource for everything food and families and farms don't forget check them out on instagram at common ground m-i-n-n uh- Come on with the my talk chicks, and we will eat on, eat on the weekly day.
0: We promised a good top two, an hour two, and a little taste test. So let's just get to it, Steph.
2: Give him the oh, one, two. one two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents. Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In
0: hour two. Yeah, all right, give me two. Right. Winning, with winning. Steph, I'm going to have you start because you okay. have something that is so delicious. Oh, do I? Do you yes, know it? I see it on my grid here.
1: Uh, the element. Is yes. that what you're talking about? The lasagna? So I element. Aliment Pasta Company is out of, uh, you know, the food building and it's, uh, Alex Dayton and Matt Capra who are, uh, former who are chefs, you know, who basically decided to buck the system and not open a restaurant, but open a pasta subscription company. And it's not just subscription, but it started out that way. So they're making fresh pasta in the food building. And I mean, I'm sorry, but how magical is it that you are a pasta company and you basically have a flour miller down the hallway, you have fresh cheese at your disposal, and you have the best cured meats in the northern part of the country. Amazing. I mean, I don't know if there was a genius move or not, but it basically was uh, so element uh, lasagna, You the lasagna, you guys, I went on, you can order uh, meal kits from them and you can order ravioli and with a shallot bacon cream sauce, you can order, you know, they had a tortelli, little stuffed beet tortellis, Yum. you know, it was so great. So anyway, I decided to order the lasagna and I have to tell you, it was a pan of heaven. It was <laughs> the pan of lasagna that my kid has always wanted me to make. And yet I always throw quinoa and crap in there for him. (laughs) Poor child. He's literally like, oh, so this is what lasagna is supposed to take? I'm like, yes, yes it is. But it is literally, and it's simple. And this is the beautiful thing Alex Dayton told me that it was basically, it's modeled after, he's like, my mom was not a great cook, but... She made lasagna and he goes, and it's just all it is it's bolognese, it's spinach, and it's ricotta and the fresh pasta. And I gotta tell you, it is mind blowing. It is so good. So, order it. You can order it the day of, and you can order it if you order by noon. You can pick it up that same day, or you could place your order and then pick it up a couple, you know, for in a couple days because it is frozen. It comes frozen. So, you can stick it in your freezer and hang on for a couple days or just pop it right in the oven. Delicious. All right. And so, they have a vegetarian version too, by the
0: way. Yum. Delicious. So this week I was in charge of entertaining uh, Dolores Mm -hmm. because Kurt was traveling. And so I got takeout and brought it to her on Thursday night. And I brought non-bistro because we both love it. Okay. And I didn't want to get pho because I think takeout pho, unless it's for yourself, is weird because then you're sharing soup. Which is weird. Yeah, it is weird. So I was like, like, you have to get your own fun. Yeah, and I was like, okay, and that's too. She'd be like, oh, this is so much food. So I had to like punt and do something different. So I ordered something I've never ordered before, and it's it was uh, the classic Bo Co. Okay, and what it was is I'm just gonna try and describe it to you. It was like pot roast in an Asian vietnamese sauce with carrots onions rice and pickled carrots and so the meat was like this braised asiany five spicy tender most delicious hunk of meat okay and then served with the rice and the pickles and it didn't look fancy because it was kind of these rustic you know carrot hunks and this rustic uh, stewed meat is not always very pretty. Ah, uh, no, it can be pretty gray and weird. Yeah, nothing. but the, d- the deliciousness of it and the taste of it. Yes, yeah, spicy and I Vietnamese like, beef stew is what Boco is. It was so good, and I just was like, oh, I just want to take this home and eat it in a taco. Yeah, I want to put it in a burrito. Like, what is and the this? And this was at non bistro. Yes, that they're cooking the meat in whatever they're braising that the meat stew. in. I think they're the braising Thousand it. Hills cattle farms meat. Yeah. It Oof. was so good. The New York Times cooking recipe
1: says, you know, it's like it's got lemongrass star anise cinnamon, you know, when the meat is fork tender, carrots are added to the dish, you know, turnips, daikons, potatoes, serve it with rice, rice noodles or a freshly baked baguette. It's that French Vietnamese thing. It's that beef bourguignon
0: mm-hmm. into and this didn't Vietnamese have culture. All the vegetables, it just had carrots and then it was served with like the rice and God, I would
1: way rather have that than the beef bourguignon that I ruined the other It was
0: delicious. Months. I would highly recommend it.
1: Picking that up, I Classic love it. Boco, 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 boco. I don't know how to say it. Um. Okay, my second one is actually gonna be. Um. I gotta look her up. Her. Or... It's. It's a little Instagram lady called Oh My Piroshki.
0: Have you seen I've her? I watched her. She's. So just to be clear, you have Oh My Piroshki and then we have Pasta Grannies on YouTube. This is good. This gives you lots of viewing friends. I don't think she's a. Th- I don't think she's a YouTube. She's an Instagram.
1: Uh, does she have? I don't know. Oh, this is a local woman who's making pierog- pierogies. Oh! Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But there's a lady, I think, online that I've watched do this, too. Oh, really? Really? Uh, no I've got to find it here It's she's called Oh My Piroshki and she's uh, on Instagram she's Gourmet Pierogies. it's pierogies in Yum. South Minneapolis, I will post a thing about her, but she, sent, she said hey you, do you want to pick up some pierogies to try and I was like sure, they are delicious and here's the deal, I am sadly missing my mom's pierogies okay? and she's not making them because she's just over it and that's fine, I don't <laughs> want her to make things for me that she doesn't want to make, but I do love the pierogies and I missed them this year And or maybe she made them and I ate them so fast i don't even remember but these are very interesting and she's got a whole bunch of different kinds she's got little sausage she's got apples she's got all sorts of great ones in here and so i will post the pictures i took which i ate them you guys so fast and then i didn't post them but she's got like spinach and chicken tinga and sausage and mozzarella and and you can you know dm her and then she's you would just pick them up at her house she's and then she's i know she's working on a uh She's working on a um you know ca- our catering license so I think she's eventually going to have a spot.
0: So, don't you just love all these like cottage food industry people that are selling from it. Instagram? It's so great.
1: I love it. I love it and I want more of these things to happen because I and I know that a lot of people I get in trouble with the uh I get in trouble with the cottage food people because they get angry when I talk about people who aren't legally cottage food and um, because there's a whole list of things. But here's my deal. I'm not the law.
0: That's right. (laughs) I'm here for good food. If
1: the law wants to go ahead and chase them
0: down, then go ahead. And it's not that hard to get a cottage food license. No, but it's specific kinds of foods.
1: Oh, so that's the thing is like you can't make soup and sell it as a cottage food. You can't. I don't think soup is on the list. Huh?
0: Yeah. That's an interesting topic. I may have to review that. <sighs> <laughs> I won't review it with you. I'll just do it alone in the privacy of my own home. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here is something that I think I've talked about before, but there's a new iteration of it. So there is this thing that Jinx Tea makes, and they're at 44th in France, and they have a tea shop. And they sell loose tea, and they sell cold teas, and they specialize in tea. They also have a food truck. They make this ruby tea that's a jasmine tea that has uh, hibiscus in it that I really like, and it's it's effervescent. They have started putting it in crawlers. Oh. And when I was at France 44, I, there was this big can of this tea that I like so much, I was like, oh, they have the, the Jinx Tea Crawler. So I grabbed one, And I did not have it with alcohol, but friends, (laughs) (laughs) I know, hard to believe, for once, I didn't. Uh, They have, there is a recipe, and Stephanie, what is it called? They're Spanish gin and tonics, that's what it's called. Yeah. They are gin and tonics that have all kinds of stuff in the glass. So it'll have, like, not just a slice of lime, but it'll have, like, rosemary, and it'll have, like... Little um, uh, slices of orange. And there's just lots of things that they put in these gin and tonics when you have them. Lots of botanicals. Oh my God,
1: so much. The Spanish gin, gin and yes. tonic is an art form unto itself.
0: And sometimes peppercorns. Like, oh God. Yeah. Well,
1: just remember at Martina, like all those gin and tonics that we yes. used to have there? Oh, uh,
0: So times. this is a way to have the Spanish style gin and tonic at home, but with the ruby punch. So you have the crawler of ruby punch, pineapple, orange, ginger. Star anise, cloves, rosemary, little crunch of lemongrass, and you put all that into your glass with some gin. And you just make it from this crawler And you could have lots of variations, obviously, but they have other flavors of crawlers too, that are Jinx teas at France 44. They also have them at other locations, and I want to just see... Here we go. Uh, where you can pick them up. So they're now available at... la 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 Okay. okay Okay, well, we'll how about we'll come back to that? Yeah because <laughs> we gotta it. take a Sorry. break anyway. Okay, okay, we'll be right back. Hello, dishers. Are you wondering if it's time to sell your house? Are you hearing a lot about the hot market and wondering if you should start looking? I am so glad I did. I worked with Carrie and Sue to sell my townhome and I bought a single family home in Golden Valley. You can get so much more for your money now. Interest rates are so low, you can spend up to 20% more on a house and have a similar payment that you could have had three years ago. It's also never been a better time to sell because there are way more buyers than there are sellers. I was just looking at condos with Ellie and she can buy for cheaper than she could rent. And when it's she needs someone that will know the first-time buyer programs and how to present the best offer. I think I told you we had a multiple offer situation both on the buyer's side and on the seller's side when we sold our house, and Carrie and Sue's experience was invaluable in getting the deal done. Things like when you can close, cash up front, and other factors can help secure your offer without necessarily being the highest offer. Ask Carrie and Sue for the hot dish special they are offering only to Weekly Dish listeners. Find Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com at Lake Seria Realty. They represent buyers and sellers all over the Twin Cities and love Weekly Dish and would love to help you buy or sell your next home. Stephanie and I were waxing nostalgic during the break about sandwiches. If you don't know this about Steph, if she sees a picture of a sandwich, (laughs) that's what she wants to eat right away. It is. It's very true. It reminds me of my daughter, Ellie, because Ellie is a big sandwich person, too. And I was like, I never want a sandwich. I don't order sandwiches. Like, I think you're either a sandwich person or you're not. You know what? I want to know. I want to know if you are a sandwich person or not.
1: I mean, like, I kind of want to know that about you. If you're like going to be my friend,
0: (laughs) I think. I like, I think I wanna Which know. Just identified, I am not a sandwich no, no, no. person. You and I and are then clear. You, you're like no, you and okay, I are we're pre-sandwiched. Yeah, we have we, we're pre-swanwiched line in we the sand We have too
1: much baggage to make that be an arbiter. <laughs> but what I'm saying is going forward, I kind of want to know are people sandwich people or not? And so I'm gonna ask the question of Heather Manley, who is joining us right now. Heather, are you there? Hello, hello. Can you tell me this? Are you a sandwich person? Do you feel like you need to have a sandwich if you see a a picture of a really great sandwich?
2: I love sandwiches so much that being keto over the pandemic to just keep the weight down, I bought some keto-friendly bread and ate it last night in a grilled cheese with, like, taco meat in it. And it tasted like cardboard, and I was still happy. (laughs)
1: And I will say, you and I have had, I've at your house, have had maybe one of the best grilled cheese bar parties I've ever had. Like, where we made,
2: we just sat there and made grilled cheeses over and over and over again. Well, and also, like, half the things you brought from your Frankenstein of a collection of goodies. Like, we had, like... uh, Japanese things that we were throwing in there, Mexican things that we were True. throwing in there for like all the dips and sauces that you have because yeah. of your world. Yeah. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. That's the thing is it can't just be, I'm not just talking, throw some Turkey on some white bread with cheese peeps. We're talking like, that's the thing. No. The sandwich has like the possibilities and yet the accessibility of this. Okay. I'm going to have I, to have a whole we had segment on over, this. this. We had
2: leftover taco meat. And uh, I, so I was making my, my crappy cardboard sandwich and uh, and so I said, Rhett, you're on your own to make yours. And he's like, well, we have this leftover taco meat, but like, so I'm going to make a taco and then I'm going to make a grilled cheese. And then he saw me making mine. Yeah. And he's, he was like, you're putting taco meat in the grilled cheese. <laughs> and he looked at me, can you do that? And I'm like, you can do whatever you want. Dude, it's real. Well, don't put me in of a box. sandwich. I know. So the
1: funny thing is, we're not here to talk to Heather Manley about sandwiches. We are here to talk to Heather oh. Manley about spirits because, of course, she is the woman uh, owner and in charge of Crooked Water Spirits, that, which we love. And how, how are the spirits? Uh, how's the spirits business going?
2: Hey, it's a pandemic. <laughs> and, you know, people are drinking a lot. So yeah, that's what I figured. They're happy, they're I figured when you've got to be sad. doing pretty okay. I'm hoping people are only drinking ours when they're happy or celebrating, right? Um, but we're—I mean, we when we look at what we did last year and um, the year before, we're up about thirty percent. So that's that's kind of fun, and uh, and that's with you know all of um, retailers or uh, restaurants being closed to right. still have that kind of growth. Um, so we're excited for all the bars to open and how we can support them. Um, to see what we can do this year.
1: So you guys are—you do have a new release. You have something that I'm kind of excited to try, and I have to admit, i, I don't remember if I've tried it or not in your f- experimental phase. Because sometimes you give me sips of things, but you don't tell me what <laughs> they are yet.
2: Yeah, you've tried it like four times. Okay, so that is true. I have tried this only then after lots of other patients. Well, that's also a problem. <laughs> So we are launching the bitter orange liqueur, which is called El Dorado. El Dorado, uh, really is like, um, liquid gold. So, and this is just a beautiful gold color because we have a ton of hibiscus flowers in it. And basically it's something I created over months and, uh, you know, a few dozen mason jars on my kitchen table and, uh, basically brought a really vintagey bitter orange, not unlike what, um, you see with Campari, uh, uh, or even Tattersall's Bitter Orange. Mm-hmm. Their, their Bitter Orange is really beautiful. It's really bright. Mine is a little bit more on the vintage deep side. Yeah. And I created it because we put it in our Boulevardier ready-to-pour cocktail. We put it in our Negroni ready-to-pour cocktails, And people were liking it so much that we got asked to bring it to market. So that's that's, that's the only reason why we're launching it. And it should be in stores mid-March or uh, end of March for sure.
1: And so, how do you think people should drink it? Like, yeah, should, what do you do
0: with it?
2: Yeah. So, well, anywhere you would use uh, Campari or um, what's that? Aperol. Aperol spritz. Uh, so, right. So you could use it. You could do an El Dorado spritz. Um, a lot of people that we've been giving it to have been drinking it straight on the rocks. Yeah. Because uh, it is fifty proof, so it's not a super sweet liqueur. Like a lot of things are around thirty or twenty. So we made this a little bit stronger uh, in part so we could have a higher proof ready to pour cocktail. Um, and it's a really beautiful aperitif or digestive um, uh, just because of all the botanical aspects of it. Um, either can you know, bring in your appetite or settle your stomach.
1: I'm excited. I think that's, I think a spritz, like that is like the spritz beginning of your spring feeling. Instead Italy. Of, that's yeah. why I
2: started talking about Italy. Literally.
1: That's not a bad idea. Oh,
2: I'm, I'm all about the spritz because honestly, you can have like eight of them versus like one. Cocktail. I mean, right? That was a grain of salt because I have an, I have a pretty impressive tolerance. But I was just like going to say, we'll
0: this
2: be, is a girl we'll be,
0: after our own heart. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think we're after her heart. <laughs> this is this is but, uh, this is about you know sometimes it's about quantity not well quantity and quality. So the spritz, you know, you can always use a really beautiful champagne or bubbles, and then having a really beautiful. Um, uh, bitter orange in that uh, uh, makes, you know, and then adding all the bitters into it and uh, even a flavored soda water. I like to use LaCroix orange or LaCroix blueberry. You can have a really fun cocktail but really low ABV That's and then, you yeah. know, you can boat and not get pulled over. Right. That's a nice
1: thing. Like you can stretch your yeah. evening out and have kind of a nice little, you know, kind of a nice little buzz going instead of getting walloped by something. Right. I don't want to be that guy. No, I don't want to be that guy either. So, okay, so Crooked Water Spirits, you guys have, uh, you're kind of growing. You're kind of like, you know, you guys have been one of those ones that you're slowly growing into your spaces, and you're kind of figuring things out, and you say you have some new office space.
2: Yeah, we do. So what was really fun in the pandemic, Um, probably, uh, you know, when there's not a lot of fun things going on, is that we were able to actually bring on a um, second uh, account manager. So we have a couple of people full time out just sharing the story and growing the brand. Um, so it's not just me. And um, and then in saying that, uh, you know, my tech company, we we closed the office and we're looking at a new space because we're in uptown and pandemic. No one's going in. So I why, why pay rent? Right. Well, in saying that, oh, my God, everything was in my house. Uh, from the spices to the company to the booze and I was freaking out and I need a space and I need to get out of the house. So we end up getting this cute little quaint space in Excelsior um, where we're actually above a bar where we're probably going to be doing some tasting flights so that we get all the beauty of of a nice office with a room. Like we have a dining room table and area to do a tasting, but we can send you down for legit pours and cocktails and not have to have the burden of a tasting room or licensing or anything like that.
1: That's kind of brilliant. Smart. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it wasn't by, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't by design. It was more like I need space. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, oh, I should probably do something with this space now that we're in here and everything's put away, but it's really fun. It's really um, just kind of a fun stepping stone for the company. Uh, And uh, I think kind of what's next after that is some sort of, um, room or tasting room after that but that's still a couple of years away do you
0: go ahead i'd just like to remind people too that you have heather's dirty goodness seasoning company <laughs> and your original heather's dirty goodness seasoning is a must for any chicken or poultry dish so just know that friends oh,
2: thank you and i actually just in partnering with someone for distribution on that oh. um someone uh reached out for for whatever and they carry um crybaby craigs and a few other people and so we actually you know that's been kind of more of an e-commerce business um for a variety of reasons and i've been looking for someone to help kind of share that brand and distribution and actually even shipping um so that actually may start start getting a little bit more love and attention in the next up- upcoming
0: month it's just a it. fantastic seasoning
2: i love it okay well heather people can follow you on
1: com. is that right
2: yeah, yeah, so we also are going to be possibly um, uh, selling some charity dinners, which I do a lot with um, a variety of chari- uh, charities with qualities as my corporate sponsor, and we host them at my house. So uh, just a heads up, follow our blog, uh, or our news feed, and I may be selling like one a month for anyone to purchase, and then 100% of that will be going to charity. So um, uh, just... Okay,
0: well, we did accidentally cut Heather off, but,
2: you know, we get so excited, we just keep
0: talking, and then the music starts rolling, and we just keep talking. So that's what happens, but we
1: did want to mention that the charity dinners that she's doing... Um, you can follow. She's going to only be releasing a couple of those. They're at her house, you guys, which is one of the favorite spaces in my life. (laughs) It's called The Island. We have talked about
0: what a beautiful hostess she is.
1: Yes, and 100% of these dinners are going to charity, and they're going to be auctioning them off, but you need to watch her blog on crookedwaterspirits.com and uh, just watch for those, because she'll start releasing those. So just wanted to make sure that we
0: got that out there. We've had such a good show so far. I know, so many things. I got so excited in the top two talking about the uh, non-bistro pot roast situation, the classic boco that we didn't get to the Girl Scout cookie trials. So, Stephanie, I'm going to throw you a toast-yay. Okay. These are the Girl Scout cookie that is in the shape of a piece of toast. Yes, it looks like a little... Piece of toast. It's a French toast inspired oh, cookie, dipped in delicious like icing and full of flavor in every bite. It's the new cookie. And of course, Girl Scout cookies help kids learn about running businesses, inspire kids to get outdoors. They do STEM. Uh, ooh, I got Okay, don't say it yet. Don't hear. Uh. It smells of cinnamon.
1: It's like a little white shortbready cookie on the front and then on the back is the little a thin little spreading of icing. Which tends to be cinnamony, I think.
0: That's where the cinnamon is coming from. Um, Boy, I will say, I didn't like the smell of them, but I like the taste. I don't mind either one. I like it. It's a little French toast. Like the idea is Mm -hmm. French toast. That's what they've done here.
1: That's Mm -hmm. not bad. Am I going to throw out an entire sleeve home like a thin mint? No, but I like it. Am I going to displace
0: the. uh, I would eat a few of these with a cup of coffee. That would be kind of nice. I have a cup of coffee. I'm you know how they coffee, used to sadly. package the peanut butter cookies? So they wouldn't be a whole sleeve. They'd be a half sleeve, and there'd be four of them in the box. Yeah. Just in case you're wondering, they have changed that to the whole sleeve, and that's deadly. Because okay. you can, like, grab a four, a quarter of a box and, like, eat that alone. Mm-hmm. If the sleeve is open, you have no chance of not eating that whole sleeve. So last night I laid in bed and ate peanut butter cookies, and then yeah. I went to bed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then my stomach hurt at about 1 o'clock.
1: Mm. I like that cookie. Yeah, it was good. I wouldn't not purchase it. I think I would purchase one of those. Mm-hmm. And how many do you get in a little thing, do you think? Because it's not in a sleeve, it's in a tray. Yep.
0: And they're larger than you think. Like, they are they bigger the- cookies. You don't need to eat a bunch of them. I like the other shortbread they have, too. I like the plain shortbread gre- Oh, uh-huh. great. Okay. Well, okay. There's our taste test. We'll bring some to producer Hope, because...
1: All right. Sorry. Yeah, can you... God, how many did you throw home
0: at once? Just one, but I'm still chewing it. Okay. Okay. Now that I've chewed the cookie on television, excuse me, on radio, which radio. is also exciting audio-wise... At least we
1: don't have ASMR or whatever. What is that? That... Uh, that that quiet talking, you oh. know, like the the super high res sound things, just where then you watch those people who stuff food in their faces and then you have to hear it. And people that's love the that banging. The mukbang is like when you, people fetishize food and stuff it in their face. But the ASMR is when it's like super loud and you can hear every chew and every sip and every thing. And that's a thing. And people love it. Like the, I'm. It's not for me, but there that's are funny
0: because Dawn McLean cannot stand mouth sounds.
1: Oh, then she hates AIDS. Yeah, she's
0: it's a real thing for her. And if and I, I have gum chewing issues, which I think is it's goes called back autonomous to the
1: sensi- sensory meridian response. Wow. It's a yeah, it's a tingling sensation that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and the upper spine. No, that's not right.
0: The fact that you're looking this up is so Stephanie March. It's hysterical. I, I love this about you. Yeah. Okay. Last week we threw down like a real casual reference and we've done this a couple times. And if you listen to the show every week, you know, sometimes we get back to the topics and explore them further. And sometimes we don't, but you and I were talking about something and we casually said something like, Oh yeah, the reverse seer. And then that was it. And someone texted me afterwards and was like, Hey, This reverse sear, I'd be interested to know more about reverse searing. And then, coincidentally, my fine cooking this month was all about the sear. I feel like we've talked about this for years, though. Well, sometimes people are new to the show. No, no, I get it.
1: But I just feel like that's a thing that is sort of like a known weekly dish thing. You know what I mean?
0: But I don't do it. You do it. You don't do it? No. Oh, I I have done it with a tomahawk chop. But generally, we don't do it. I do it all the time. And Kurt's the meat cooker. So
1: This is true. You're not really a beef steak cooker where I am no, the only cooker. He's cook. the
0: cooker, he grills it or he cooks it in the oven and I do all the other stuff. So okay. quickly, I just thought we would cover how sure. you do a reverse to your steak. Sure. Go ahead. Oh, I I didn't realize I was on. I yep. thought you were going to I I'm thought you talked some... about searing other things. Okay, okay.
1: The reverse sear is this. And this is where um and I wish actually who did you post for it because I don't I'm sure
0: it was no one that's going to meet your criteria. You're right, it's not. We're going
1: to take that one down. Um <laughs> And we're going to put up the serious eats because serious eats is the one that actually describes it so that you, I you get it.
0: The tasty because he does it's, it's quick. Sometime,
1: exactly. See, I'm telling you, sometimes it's not the right one. Well, okay, Judger. it's fine.
0: It's fine. Go ahead. How so do you reverse the sear?
1: The reverse sear is so that is basically the thought that we sear meat. The reason we do it is so you get that crusty edge on. It's not to hold in any juices. That's not the way that things work. So what you do with a reverse sear, actually that tasty one's fine. Sorry. So, what you do with a reverse sear is that you basically cook the meat at a low and slow temperature, so that all the fats and the juices and the meats they all kind of slowly come together and they cook to your specifically, you know, preferred temperature. Um, and for me, it's one hundred and fifteen degrees because I like my steaks pretty. Pretty rare. medium rare to rare. I like mine, too. Yeah. And so, but what that does is it keeps it all uniform. The entire steak is getting cooked in that way. And this is good for prime rib. This is good for ribeyes. This is good for these kind thick of things. tomahawk chops. Yep. It and should be
0: like a two-inch thick steak.
1: It needs, it, yeah, it's better if it's a thick steak. And and you basically get it in the oven for 250. You do have to watch it. It's not like, well, that will take you 20 minutes. You know, it will depend on your, uh, and I would go 200 to 250. I wouldn't go above 250. Um, but it also depends on your oven. It's about 45 minutes, like like your thing says, but you want to watch it. You want to, you want to poke it every once in a while when it gets up to 115. If it's, if it's a ribeye, you don't need ribeyes to rest. You can pull that baby out. You basically hit a hot skillet with olive oil and then you put a pat of butter in there and then you sear that steak on both sides and you go like for a minute on one side and then you flip it and you do like maybe a minute on the other. You're going to get that caramely sear. You're going to get that crunchiness, but here's what you're not going to get you're not going to have to worry about that gray meat that happens when you overcook something and your perfect. Your middle is going to be perfectly pink the way you want it to be. And that to me is I get terrified of overcooking meat because it ruins it. So this is a foolproof way to not overcook your beautiful steaks that you've paid probably 40 bucks a pound for, you know? Yeah. And you, you know, you're going to get it to the uh, temp that you want it. So that's the reverse here. And like I said, I do it with ribeyes and I do it with like prime rib. I do it with everything.
0: Okay, so this brings me into the quickness of searing meat for like a weeknight meal. Okay. Which is how I do do things. So when you have a cast iron skillet and you can get that skillet hot and you put a little oil in there and then you dance some water along the top of it to see if it's hot enough and it spatters, it goes, then your pan is hot enough. Yeah. What you can do with that is you can put in scallops And don't disturb them. Set the things down and walk away. Watch one minute. Watch, go two minutes, flip it. Do not walk away because it cooks so fast. A scallop is cooking faster than you can cook anything else. Well,
1: fish. Fish usually goes faster than meat. Um, It's just less dense.
0: You can do a scallop. You can do, I put a recipe for a ginger miso beef. So again, you're doing a quick sear on the beef, both sides, and these are like little two-inch hunks. I was gonna
1: say I, am yeah,
0: like a fillet more. And then you add a miso and you add some ginger, and it makes like you're making a sauce in the pan after the sear. These are quick week night things. You can do chicken thighs. You would put them skin side down. Then when you've not disturbed them for like four minutes and the skin is really brown, you can flip them over. And then you can put in, you know, capers and lemon juice and some butter and make a sauce. And then you stick it in the oven to finish because the chicken takes a little bit longer than just the sear pan seared lamb chop. Same thing. So one minute, one minute, put in the ingredients for the sauce and then throw it in the oven until you get to temp. Do you how
1: often do you throw things in the oven from the pan, like with the pan, put the whole pan in the oven? Quite a bit. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, quite a bit. I do and I don't think a lot of people that's a very that's a restaurant technique, you know, that I think a lot of people don't. Cuz then
0: you're cooking it low and slow after you've sort of seared the yeah, outside. Yeah, what
1: you're doing with that is that's the difference between and that's why I I would do that for things You know, I don't do it for beef because I have that interior has to get a specific temp for me and a perfect pinkness. Whereas if I'm doing salmon, which I did the other day and I did skin side down and then I flipped it for a little bit on the top to get the done and then I stuck it in the oven at like 200 so that the inside would kind of get into that space to warm up so it wasn't raw and so that it was warm, but it wasn't like still, yeah, yeah. yep. yep, super cooking it.
0: Yes. Scallops, you don't need to put back in the oven because they're typically done just because well, they cook small. so fast. I or shrimp, too.
1: Most small things you don't because you're, I mean, that if you're getting it onto a high heat, you're going to cook it. But like if you're doing a pork loin,
0: you're going to sear it on the top in your skillet and then you put your sauce ingredients in and then you got to put it back in the oven. And
1: then I cover it and stick it in the oven. Yeah. Do you uh, cover it? No. Okay. I do the portent
0: that I've been covering it. It feels good. Yeah. I usually don't cover things just because I think like, oh, I want that crusty. I don't know. Yeah. One sauce that I have discovered that I cooked with this week that I would like everyone to go and buy. Her name is Chef Flo, and it's called Afriq Sauce, A-F-R-I-K Sauce. It is a sauce that's like got tomatoes and a little bit of peppers. It's just a great braising sauce. I did chicken thighs in the skillet, just like I'm telling you to do, skin side down, then flipped them. Then I threw this Afriq Sauce in and put it in the oven, and it came out with just this super delicious sauce that the chicken juices had melded with the sauce. You can find the sauce at Kowalski's. She's a a, a black woman that's making this locally. It's delicious.
1: A-F-R-I-C. C, 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 C not K, sorry. Yep. Yep. Afrique sauce. By Chef Flo K. Yeah. Like K food. So you got that. Yeah.
0: And you just, yeah, it's really easy. You could use it with fish. You could use it with uh, meats. Yeah. And chicken. I loved it. Good. So that's it. Little talk on searing. We'll be right back. All right. We've had a great show today. Um, Yesterday, there was some vaccine information that came out about the schedule. And I only bring this up because there's a group on Facebook and there's a lot of uh, people that listen to this show that are still trying to figure out how to get their vaccines or get their parents vaccinated. And at this point, if you are over 65, over 75, over 75, There is a Facebook group called Minneapolis Vaccine Hunters that is just people that are helping other people figure out when appointments come online, they tell you. And if you're someone that's trying to get a vaccine, uh, Dolores, my mother-in-law, is 88. And I was surprised how many people in her building still have not been able to find vaccines. So, you know, enlist someone that, you know, to help you start looking at some of these resources. If you're not tech savvy, find a friend who is. Because there are vaccines for you if you're in that age group and we want people to get vaccinated so that it comes down to us eventually.
1: Yeah. Well so, and in fact they did mention that uh they did mention that there was uh in the next phase, restaurant workers will be able to uh, be counted into the food service workers, into the essential people. So, I was
0: really appreciative of that. My I'm sister's too- a restaurant worker and it's been very stressful to be serving folks some people are great with their masks others aren't and when you take your masks off and putting it back on it's just kind of a no brainer that yeah these folks are getting exposed in ways that we don't want them to so
1: right. well it's just it's just kind of helps stop the spread always although i will say it's nice to see that the infection rates are down and the death rates are down and there's a lot sure there's a lot of good stuff too and i don't want to be the people who just I'm a little wary of all the fear peddling that's been happening and that causes people to just panic for everything. So I do want to make sure that we shout out the very positive things that are happening.
0: Sure, too. sure, sure. There you go. <laughs> and here we are, still on and the air. here we are. So here's
1: here's some news that I don't know if you know about or if you haven't heard yet, is that uh, Guy Fieri oh boy. has launched his uh, Flavortown Kitchen in two spots in Minnesota, I don't know if that was like also the news yesterday that kind of got out there, but basically he's he's serving from the Burnsville and the Maple Grove locations of Buca de Beppo. It's a virtual kitchen only. It's a virtual brand. um the guy who owns Planet Hollywood who owns Buca de Beppo now um is you know behind these virtual brands and this is the whole there's a great New York Times article about these ghost franchises and what does that mean because they're basically taking celebrities and they are attaching their personas to these you know kitchen projects and are they really restaurants and are they really good and are they really and it's proving to be a little bit dicier than you would think
0: which you know you can imagine i if anyone out there wants to do stephanie's ghost kitchen and you can have stephanie march and stephanie hansen no uh, no, I was going to say, what are you offering? Because no, nothing. No, but I just think it's funny. And I I have to be a little nicer to Guy Fieri because I've kind of roasted him in the well, past. That's everyone's favorite. Well, it, you know, this was interesting. He has gone from being like,
1: you know, the target of all scorn. And then once you did all this stuff to help local restaurants, he became this like icon of. He, he like redemption, you he's know what done I mean. A lot of good. It was like this amazing like Guy Fieri party, and now that he's got this Flavortown Town kitchen, it feels like people are like, mm, "What's with this mac and cheese, bacon mac and cheese, cheeseburger?" And well, like that's it's, always good. Well, that was won a lot I of mean, awards. Come on. I would totally try that. Um, but, but the point is, is that they're not. I think the hard part is they're not really real restaurants. Not that there's... I mean, we have all these local independents who are struggling, right? Yeah. who are trying to make a dollar. And then we have these uh, fast fly-by-the-night operations that are basically just a national brand and the money's going to the third-party delivery because that's all that they use. They don't have local... That you can't go pick it up. And so then you're kind of funding this whole weird machine. And I guess a lot of people, from what there's a couple... There's some chatter on the Twitter box about how the service is really bad and how the times are horrible and nobody seems to care. And my point is, did you expect someone to at this like celebrity thing that has no people actually with their skin in the game behind it? Because it's really unlikely that someone who's paid dollars to go do a cooking thing, you know, to quickly assemble a burger. And then uh, someone who's paid to quickly go pick it up and deliver it isn't going to care that about the brand like yeah. an owner is my
0: point. Have you had any um fish fry? Um no. Fish fry season? Yep. Um I had a delicious experience at Max which is just a quick fast casual fish yeah. place. Yep. I had the best halibut there chips. the other day. Yeah. Yes, with these beautiful french fries. I miss fries because it's hard to get good takeout fries, right? But I got it. I sat in their parking lot and ate it. So it was like fresh right out of the paper bag. Yeah, that's oh, what I would boy, say. That was delish.
1: I will tell you that like uh, and I was talking about it on Fox 9 yesterday with Kelly and she asked me what uh, what do you do if you're taking it out to go, you know, because you kind of want to keep it crispy. And my point is, if you're getting it to go and they put it in a styrofoam thing. Oh, op- well, we've said this before, but open your clamshell and let it. Let it let it cool and then heat it in your oven under the broiler again, because it's way better to have outside of the clamshell. Yeah. Like open your clamshell and let it sit and then go stick it on a cookie sheet with your fries and put them under the broiler and they will crisp up better than if you just eat from this from the styrofoam when you get home. And if you
0: don't open your clamshell, all that condensation is making the fries wet. You just steam moisture.
1: And I don't mind a squishy fry. I'm not going to lie. I don't care about squishy fries. I just don't want them to be cold and squishy. Yeah. I could do without
0: squishy anything, frankly, including my gut.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) speaking of pandemic weight.
1: There it is. Um, So it is. I just want to make sure that you guys know that it is. um, We are looking at two last days of restaurant week. So if you're actually tonight, I think is the last day of restaurant week. If you're thinking about it, um, you want to get out for that because that's just one last day to get some good deals. You know, remember, there's like really good deals. Um, and the other thing I was going to mention was, uh, uh, and I can't remember
0: it. Puffy cream donuts. Huh? Puffy cream donuts.
1: Oh, the puffy cream donuts. You guys, (laughs) dang it. They're probably sold out by now, but listen, there's this cute little shop in Egan and they have these puffy cream donuts. I mean, it's just a donut shop. It's not like, it's like, they're not making things like putting, you know, you know, crazy kimchi in your donuts with like bacon and peeps is what I'm saying. It's just good. Classic donuts. Two things. One, on Saturdays, they have fresh fried egg rolls, okay? Yum. This is a thing you want to go pick up. I did pick up some egg rolls. Mine were not fried. Mine are frozen, and I'm going to fry them up probably tomorrow. said excited about that. But two, they have letter donuts. Because right now, the only letter donuts, the message donuts that you can send are the ones from Angel Food. And, yep. and that's fine, too. But they're going through Gold Belly, and it makes it like $90. And then it's like, it's just you can't go pick up your own donuts. right? But in Puffy Cream in Egan, you can order these giant letter donuts and they are a stitch and it's amazing so if your kid has his birthday get his name in donuts and it's kind of a it's a I good like kick. that yeah i just thought i should put that out there because i went down to visit them and i grabbed some of their donuts for a thing and it's just it's really good
0: so um, puffy cream letter donut. Yeah. I
1: love it. The other thing I want to make sure that I mention is, I don't know if you guys know about this, but Escondido is uh part of Vivir, which is, you know, the new place, the va turned into Vivir and they are, uh, they are opening in their back room, a mezcal or we'll call it agave spirits tasting. So if you're thinking about, like, you're not going to get to go to spring break, but you're kind of feeling that vibe, you may want to uh, schedule. They'll do, like, six people, and you can do a 90 to, hundred to you know, two-hour, like an hour and a half to two hours uh, Agave Spirits Flights tasting. And it's guided, and you can have discussions about, like, do you want to go tequila? Do you want to go mezcal? Would you nice. like to try Sotol? You know, all these kind of things. And you just can book it, and you can do a private one in their back room. And it's Todd Hare who is actually a friend of... Uh, Heather Manley's is in mine too. And it's he's he just knows a ton about agave
0: spirits. Escondido is from Puerto Escondido where my husband and I had our honeymoon oh. thirty or twenty-eight years ago. Oh my ago. god, really? And we've been there twice. It's a beautiful fishing village in the middle of the Yucatan. Oh nice. Okay. Wonder bar. Yeah, so that's it. That's the show, friends. Thanks for being with us this week. There it is. Have Find a good Find all one. of our content on Facebook and on the show links and listen to the pod. There it is. Ciao, ciao.